What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Digital Bounds Podcast. My name's Leon Hitchens, and with me, I have... Sunny Singh. Perfect. So, uh, this is the podcast. There's also a website to this. It's digitalbounds.com. Uh, we cover technology. Oh, I, we... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> man, you're, you're out of the loop, living under that rock, man. Yeah, man. I think I built this. I remember this. Ah, yeah. So digitalbounds.com, check it out. Uh, we also do a, well, I also write a, a weekly newsletter where I kind of collect all the tech news into like one little concise uh, article, um, newsletter. So it's one email, goes out once a week. It's great. Subscribe to it. I'd really, really appreciate that. Then if you really love the podcast, if you go to iTunes, search uh, Digital Bounds and Subscribe and like us. Um, subscribe and rate us five stars, please. I'd say six stars. If you can figure out how to do that, I'd greatly appreciate that too. So, Sunny, anything um, interesting happen over the week? Um, nothing too big. I mean, we're kind of like talking about this before the podcast. I launched uh, Social Shares uh, version two, so it's mostly like for developers, but um. But I did post it on product hunt. It's basically like an easy way to get share buttons on your site. And it like, you know, protects like your privacy and all that. So I think it's kind of cool. I we use them on digital bounds. I like how they look. They have like this flat minimal design and they also like they have slack it button and and they don't like they look better than any do personally. Like I see those other ones and I'm just like, eh, uh, not really. Yeah, I want to like a set of buttons that are like also consistent looking. Like they look good and consistent to each other compared to like using any do or just just putting like the official Twitter and Facebook buttons. So yeah, and they they do like the big ones. Like you have tweet, share, uh, or sorry, you have Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, Slack, Tumblr, and then if you press more, you have Google Plus, LinkedIn, Pinterest. I don't know what that VK is. I think it's a Russian social network. Uh, apparently, it's really popular, so I decided to add it in. Okay. And then there's email. Personally, Tumblr post, I don't know if anybody uses that. I know one of my friends does. Like, There's definitely a small kind of niche community around it. Those are the more engaged, too, so I, I could see them like pressing it. Um. We also launched uh, Ninjality.com. Well, we didn't launch it. We uh, revamped it. Sunny did, mainly. <laughs> yeah, it was, I mean, it was like two weeks ago, though. I feel like, I wonder why we haven't talked about it yet. I don't know. I, I think we kind of gloss over things here and there. Yeah. So yeah, that's it launched. is out, new design. Um, like, it's just, like, I've, I've had it, like, kind of ready since last year. Um, there are a couple of things I needed to polish off, but. It's basically a web design agency. We've, you know, we've talked about it on the podcast before. We sponsored it, um, and then Leon lights writes on the blog sometimes too. So, like, kind of business advice, marketing advice, that sort of stuff. So, definitely check it out. Yeah, I feel like the audience is one and the same. If they're going to read technology, they more than likely have um, a a small business or a startup, so they go read these articles. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
then in digital bounds like personal news uh south by southwest is coming up that's um what today's sunday so friday is the first day at south by interactive yep, oh, so man. are you ready <laughs> um somewhat like i'm like sitting here I know what I kind of like want to write about. Like I kind of want to do startups and just kind of like look at how marketing and brands are influencing everything at South by this year. And then um, other than that, I just kind of want to see every like brand activation, I guess if you want to call it and just walk around with spectacles because I have them now. And, um, do some really cool like videos. Like I really want to do spectacle powered videos. That'd be cool. So I guess this goes into like one of the topics, but like what are your first thoughts on it? Um spectacles impressed me. I was expecting something that was cheap and and didn't quite like accomplish what I wanted. Like I want something that's going to create, like, these cool videos and everything and be able to just share it all instantly. I would say they create cool videos, but the instantly part is very, um, very delayed. So when you sync the spectacles to the Snapchat app, it does it by itself. But syncing that is one of the slowest processes because it has to, like, sync over Bluetooth and Wi-Fi it takes like five or six minutes for like 20 snaps to like sync to the phone and download and render and then back up to the cloud. So it, it's a very like, a very, I, I don't know the word for it. I can't think of a word. It's like convoluted. Like, like I actually didn't really consider like, yeah, I guess that it would have to be over Bluetooth. I for some reason thought it had like its own Wi-Fi connection, but well, it sort of does that. It it creates a Bluetooth connection, and then it, cr- it like creates that Wi-Fi connection to sync all of the large HD images to the the phone. But then it's also using that Bluetooth connection constantly to like um keep keep the phone like on and and keep the app open and stuff. Yeah, imagine if it was four K. <laughs> Thank God it's not right. Oh my god, that would be insane. Like it'd be really cool, but at the same time, oh, it would kill everyone's phone like data. I mean, uh, phone uh, space. Yeah. So actually I haven't I still haven't seen it on the Snapchat app. I still haven't opened it since uh well, I haven't like opened it since we talked about it last week, but I did see when he posted it on Facebook, I think. And it had yes. kind of I think it was like a white black or white border, I don't remember, but it was like it's a circle and border around it. Yeah, yeah, so when so... you export it to another app and share it on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, it does that circular video, and then it has a white like outline around it. Yeah, which I mean, it does. It doesn't look as bad as I thought. Um, like it's not, it's not that great, but you know, I can watch the video and it and it does its job. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah. So my YouTube videos, or the thought of it is, I'm gonna be vlogging, or I'm gonna kind of do that sort of thing. And then I'm going to, like, be talking about something, and I'm going to have recorded it with spectacles. I'm going to render that video into that circular video, and I'm going to drop that into the YouTube video. So it's going to be kind of like a first-person point of view mm-hmm. with a vlog. And I think that would be very, like, 
I don't think anyone's doing that, so I think it's different. Yeah, I don't think anyone's doing it on YouTube. That'd be cool. Um, no, I thought about that yesterday, and I'll, actually today, I believe it was DigiDay. I'll, I'll drop the link into the, the show notes, but DigiDay um, was talking about how, I believe it's Marriott that is using spectacles for like an ad campaign of like traveling and stuff. Okay. I thought that was like super interesting. I was like, man, this is exactly what I want to do with like digital bounds and do reviews with spectacles like on and kind of doing all of that. <clears throat> yeah, that'd definitely be really cool for South by Southwest. That's that'd be because I remember, um, I think it, I guess it was last year because you were doing a couple of um YouTube like vlog videos. So I'd definitely be cool with now with the with the spectacles. Yeah, and I also want to start doing like more like reviews with the um here it is reviews with the spectacles you know like have a cell phone and do the spectacles like recording with it would you also post that on youtube yeah like i would do the review render it and put it into a youtube video okay i feel like maybe you should just keep that as a regular one but i'm not sure i don't know what do you mean? Like, I think it makes sense to do it for South by because that's like it kind of will be walking around, maybe you know, showing off what you're seeing, what you're who you're talking to. But for a review, I feel like I just want a traditional, just you know, use your regular camera, um, even if you're doing kind of a first person point of view. I could, su I suppose you could say that, but at the same time, like. I'm just so bored with like reviews and like these super like um super staged videos like I don't I don't yeah. want a staged video anymore. I want to do something that's slightly unique and out there. Like and I'm just trying to think of different ways to do that now. Yeah, I guess if if it's a combination of both it might be cool. Maybe yeah, like I'm not going to just do spectacles cuz that's going to be um like you won't see me then. All right. Yeah, do, do a combination. Maybe like you could do also do a backdrop um, instead of having it be a white border. Some like digital bounce backdrop or something. Yeah, I could totally do that. Like do a DB like the our our header. Yeah, that sounds good. So, you want to talk about YouTube TV? What do you tell me your thoughts about it first? Um, some I'm like I initially I said I was super excited for it. I still am. Um, I wish it was like maybe twenty dollars because it is thirty five dollars. It's live streaming of, you know, like your typical local channels like ABC, CBS, Fox, um, and then they like, have a bunch of other channels as well. Like, it's cool because no one else is doing it right now. Because if you want, or especially like live TV, you have to go with cable. So this lets you just kind of cut the cord even more easily. So like that's that's what excites me about it. Um, once they get more channels, I think it'll actually be more useful. But for now, right. I think it's the fact yeah, that we have like that. a way to live stream um, local channels. I would say that uh, Sling TV and like DirecTV now are kind of doing it. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sling Sling TV um, is DirecTV doing it? Like you don't need a a DirecTV like cable box. No, so you do Direct TV now, and it's like um, it's just like Sling TV. 
Oh, okay. So are they doing what local channels and others? Um, yes, they're doing affiliate. Well, it, that's the hard part. Uh, if certain affiliates are are partnered with these programs because the affiliates are actual like parts of the company, and then other affiliates are just like small like outfits that don't want to do this. So you would have to get um your your over the air to get your your local channel some in some mm-hmm. cases. Because it's basically like money negotiations. Yeah, money negotiations and and like Dish Now or Directv can't cannot go into every single market and negotiate with these small affiliates. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I guess... one thing I would I would say is the price. At, I'm a little confused at what's going on with the um, the like what you get. Maybe you can clear it up because my understanding was at first. They said you would get all your YouTube Red content, and you would get an ad-free YouTube experience for that thirty-five dollars. Now, no. no, I think it's just like YouTube Red Originals, but not the not like the YouTube Red subscription itself. Well, fuck, like, yeah. <laughs> so you're yeah, gonna have to get should... YouTube TV and YouTube Red to get the full like ad-free YouTube experience. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. I mean, maybe, maybe like when you're watching YouTube Red through YouTube TV, you don't want, you don't get um, commercials. But if you're watching any other video, you would. So that's like, that's I what I'm saying. Free, like, I want ad free YouTube though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they should have like if it was less than thirty five dollars, or for thirty five you get YouTube Red and YouTube TV like all together. That then that makes sense. I, I sort of understand them separating it because YouTube Red, you get YouTube uh, ad free, and you also get Google Play Music, which I'm a huge fan of. But mm-hmm. I would even pay forty dollars to YouTube to get like YouTube ad free, like as an add on, so like an extra five dollars a month. Yeah. Well, so I kind of forgot about Sling. Like it is twenty dollars, though, right? What What is the difference between these two in that, in that case? So Sling is $20 for the basic like bundle and that's like a promotional price I believe so after a year I believe it goes up. Okay. But yeah. overall the services is, is are are like the exact same thing. There's not that much difference. Just YouTube TV is going to be integrated to the YouTube app. So that means you can watch Philip DeFranco and a review from Marquez and go straight to watching um, a Disney Channel show. Well, it's going to be separate apps, is it not? I don't believe so. My understanding is it's going to be one integrated app, but there's also going to be, like, you know, a YouTube TV app. So from YouTube's, like, on YouTube.com, you'd be able to access YouTube TV as well? Yes. It's not going to be a separate website. It's YouTube all-in-one app, all-in-one website. Okay, it's that's the appeal. It's one consolidated thing. Yeah, because I mean, I read it was gonna be a separate app. Like that's what everyone was talking about. It, I preferably, I would want to see it all just consolidated in one. Um, what I read was similar, but then Twitter, there was um, like Twitter talks about it, and people started discussing how how that it would be the same app and and. These people have like insider knowledge of YouTube, so mm-hmm. I, I'm inclined to 
trust them, but at the same time, this YouTube TV thing is very like just early stage. I don't think they fully know what they're doing. Yeah, well, they're supposed to announce um, or release it later this month, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, that, was, that was my understanding of this. They um, should. Yeah, so I'm looking at Sling's website, and it is twenty dollars a month, and then their upgraded plan. So Sling Orange, that's twenty. Sling Blue is twenty five a month, and then so you also get like some of the sports channels along with that. Yes. Okay. Let's see. Let me see. I'm looking. Sorry, I got distracted there. Um, you want to talk about Snapchat? Let's, let's jump to Snapchat. So sure. I guess I'll start. Um, Snapchat IPO'd. They are at twenty six dollars, I believe. Let me look. Well, sorry, it's not Snapchat. Snap Inc. Uh, IPO'd. So that's the parent company of Snapchat, and they're also the company that does spectacles. They were supposed to IPO about seventeen dollars to like, or it was like fourteen to seventeen dollars a share. They actually IPO'd at about twenty three, twenty four dollars, I believe, and now they're at twenty seven dollars. So, how how many stocks have you bought? Um, I put in. Let's see. I put in about five hundred. Oh damn. And for now, I, I see those. Um... I bought it through the Robinhood app, and I believe I paid like twenty four. I think I paid right right when it IPO'd. I paid the twenty four dollars. Oh, okay. Actually, I was wondering if it was on Robinhood because um, I have the same app as well. That's yeah, actually so, pretty cool. Like Robinhood said that. Like I went when the app that morning when I knew it was gonna IPO, Robinhood said um that it would IPO at the fourteen to seventeen dollars, but it gave me a range to say how much I would pay for it, and I put it up to twenty five dollars a share. So mm-hmm. I got right within that area of like I'm not gonna buy any stock if it's above twenty five dollars a share. Okay. So it's kinda like automated in that case? Yes. You you put a bid, you put how much you want to put into the the stock, and then it just like automatically starts bidding for you as soon as the shares go. Oh, okay. Yeah, the only thing I've used it for is just to buy one share of GoPro. <laughs> just to like test it out, kinda of how it works. That literally that's the, the share that I initially tested it out with. Like I put like ten dollars <laughs> in and then just kind of did that and after after Donald Trump though like they, they just plummeted yeah there's there's been a lot of these tech stocks Fitbit has like lost like 70% of their value GoPro and mm-hmm. partly that's their fault but man <laughs> but uh I think Robinhood uh came out and said that they're like this trading of Snapchat, forty three percent of their users actually um, bought Robinhood stock. I mean, uh, Snap stock. Was it forty three percent of their users? Yeah, forty three percent of their users were actually like buying yeah. Snapchat stock. The important to... question is how many people actually use uh, Robinhood, but still, still a lot of people. I assume. I don't know, like. It's an invite-only system, though, right? 
Um, I was able to sign up for it. I don't think so. So, so you want to tell them what the Robinhood app is? <laughs> I mean, it's it's essentially just a stock trading app. Um, they have they don't have every company on there, um, but kind of the more of the popular ones, like they have like Apple and Google, um, Dow's and like all of that. So you pretty much you you put money into the app, and then you're able to um, buy stocks, or once you have stocks, then you can sell them back. But but the differentiating in how they like difference themselves from other brokerage accounts is you don't pay a trading fee, so there's no commissions. Mm -hmm. You're trading for free. So if you want to st buy Snap stock and you only want to put five hundred dollars, traditionally they would charge you ten dollars for that transaction. Robinhood does not do that. How they make their money is off of all the money that you're have, that have in your account. They're gaining interest on that money, and then there's also like a Netflix style subscription that's ten dollars a month that you get um, different services, but you also get like loans from them. So if you put five hundred dollars into Snap, they'll give you another two hundred and fifty to invest because they believe you're investing with your money that they trust you enough to invest with part of their money. Okay, that's interesting. I actually didn't hear about the subscription service they had. So they'll it's... basically like uh, what's the term like. Whatever you whatever you put in, they'll 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 do the same. Yeah, they'll match part of it, so it, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I remember why I signed up for it. Yeah, because the fact that there's no fees and it's just like any person, you don't have to know anything about stocks. You can any person can just sign up and, and start using it. So yeah, like it's super easy to use, and I believe like you can look for all the stocks, anything that's on the stock, the New York Stock Exchange, and like um. And that anything that's publicly traded, you can look it up and actually trade with the app. So, in that case, I, I think they would have changed the way the app works. Because when I was using it, I wasn't able to look up certain like smaller companies. I I know some. I know the penny stocks are not always available on the app. Mm -hmm. They said something about, um, the, like the value of trading them isn't worth it for them. So they only do anything above like a dollar or something. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe I'd, it was just penny stocks I was trying to look up. But but also yeah, they've updated their app over the past like two weeks that is like seriously like leaps and bounds ahead. Uh, okay. I'll have to check it out later then. Um. Oh, ooh, the other big news is a uh, Nintendo Switch launched. Yeah. So, did you get yours yet? Or... No, it's still all, <laughs> like being shipped out. I don't. I don't understand. Man, I, uh, they're like they're already in stores, and like it's hard to get. But people, some people are getting them before others uh, are getting pre-orders in. Yes. Um, I don't know why they hate me, but um, <laughs> one of my like friends here in san antonio said he heard that target that was near him was uh restocking at six thirty. so he was in line he said he was the ninth person in line and that he got one nice <laughs> but he also he also asked like what the stock like situation was and he said the target manager said they're actually getting hundreds in this week oh okay so 
you might just like well it's the same thing happened to google home didn't you like just buy it in, in a best buy yes like, you got they were like oh we're gonna ship it and then i waited a day and then i was like whatever that same day i went to best buy bought one and then just came home and canceled mm -hmm. my pre-order so i think i mean it's yeah, kind of for the most part my thoughts are the same on it i think the main thing that changes like i haven't seen one in in my hands yet but the 720p screen, I guess, is okay. Like, just because, you know, it is a handheld 1080 would have been nice. But I think the main concerns, the rest of the concerns are still there, though, like with battery life um, and the pricing. Um, pricing is a big thing. Um, the general reviews have been somewhat positive at first, like the initial ones. like, But thereafter, it was kind of just like an onslaught at Nintendo saying, this device is not ready for prime time. This device is no better than the Wii U. This device uh, has so many problems. And since launch, there has been uh, problems with the screen being scratched, um, the controllers not connecting and syncing. There's been problems with um, skins, like dbrand skins, not being able to stick to the Nintendo Switch controller. And then there's even been problems around just like um games like being loaded in and stuff so there's a lot of things going wrong for nintendo at the moment well here's here's one thing i don't get which i didn't realize at first um so if you have it like it's undocked and you have it propped up with a kickstand because they have the charging port on the bottom you can't charge it at the same time as you play it i feel like that's a really big flaw that's a real big like apple like magic mouse move sort of thing <laughs> yeah I, I don't know, like, you think they would want you to use like, an external battery pack or something. Yeah, like, and the other thing, because I was listening to the Vergecast, like, I, I know how much you hate them, but... No, I, um, I, I dislike their site, I love the people there. Okay, awesome, okay. Well, anyway, I was listening to it, and so you know how, like, it's a USB-C port, but supposedly... Um, you can only use their own, I think it's their own charger, or no, 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 it's it's the HDMI doesn't work with it unless you use their proprietary cable um, because like it doesn't output video unless it goes through their, their certain cable or adapter or whatever. Yeah, so, so that's, um, Dieter was talking about that and he was very like annoyed with it. Yeah, like, like it's USB-C, like, like, I understand there's maybe, like, licensing issues or something like that, but, like, I feel like that would have been the dream, like, charge it. Well, I think you can still charge it with any USB-C um, charger, but it would have been nice to be able to just connect, you know, USB-C to any USB-C display or use a HDMI adapter to it, so. Yeah, because I can see the situation where you go over to a friend's house and you're, you just pull out that HDMI cable, plug it in, and you're like, let's play, man. Mm -hmm. and just like and... just having like things work together because like you know i have the new macbook pro so like using the same cable with my switch would have been really awesome yeah it's just you can't have everything what nintendo <laughs> is setting up is the possibility of selling you a nintendo branded hdmi cable in like a year when they're like oh look we we innovated so hard and we got you this <laughs> yeah man like companies making money off dongles like that's this that's that's the money maker these nowadays
Well, you know, some like um, HTC phones have USB-C and no headphone port, the HTC Ultra, but the headphones that come with the HTC Ultra only work on that phone. They don't Yeah, work on yeah. other USB-C phones. Like, Yeah, that's like that's just, fucking insane. <laughs> it's like the idea of USB-C and then companies are just like destroying it. Like just like it, one port and it should do everything and should work with everything. But but companies are just completely destroying that standard. Yeah, like, I, oh man, like, I don't know, like, you, like, I've been thinking about this as an article, I, I listen to Vergecast, I listen to, like, um, Leo Port, like, do his, his talk show, and I listen to other podcasts that all, like, rail against USB-C, and I'm, like, thinking of this article, like, USB-C is not the future, it's, like, the future for these companies to make more money on us. That's all it is. Yeah, I feel like whatever the USB-C, whatever company or standard group is behind USB, I feel like they should have like put something in place that prevents people from just using the USB-C port and then putting their own um, like proprietary technology behind it. Um, although granted, I don't even think it's then proprietary you could... technology. I just think it's a software thing. Yeah, like whatever it is, um, granted, USB-C on its own can't supply enough power to um, to laptops, right? That's why the Thunderbolt 3 exists. Like, is that, Yeah, Thunderbolt. is that right? Yeah. Yeah, so granted, like that would not be a thing, but if they if they got it working where it was essentially Thunder, Thunderbolt 3, um, but companies couldn't modify it in any way, I think that would have been a solution to this. It would have been a solution to it, but I also think um, no one had that foresight. Yeah, true. <laughs> like, didn't think anyone was going to try to fuck with the USB standard. They were like, <laughs> No one did it with the previous version. I don't think anybody will do it now. yeah, fair enough. Yeah. 2020, so, yeah. Um, then the, like, well, so we have two other ones. Are we good on time? Uh, yeah, I guess. Okay. Um, Mozilla buying Pocket. What do you think about that? Well, let, let me preface that. Hold on, hold on. Uh, so Mozilla is the company behind uh, Firefox. They're the open source uh, nonprofit, I believe, um, company behind all that. Pocket is a save it later service that competes against like Instapaper and um, like Facebook's own tools. So what do you think, Sonny? I mean, really no thoughts on it. Like, I don't think they're going to integrate it into their browser or anything. I think, like, they're... Because uh, I was reading your your article on it. Um, you, were, you were just talking about, like, it was more about mobile and just opening things up, but I don't really see see how that really comes into play with Pocket. Like, I don't know. Well, Like, like maybe you can go into details about it. so Firefox on the mobile, like, phone is, like, very, like, held back. It can't use its own rendering engine. There's, like, no way to, like, use plugins. Firefox on the mobile browser or on the mobile phone is just essentially Chrome or, or Safari, depending on which platform you are on. So that means Mozilla has not been able to penetrate the mobile phone market like they have been able to do on the desktop. And then they had this whole like company like crisis, identity crisis, and um, 
they really left Firefox alone, so that meant Firefox on the desktop like fell on market share, and their phone like like browser just fell on market share too. And for the most part, you couldn't even download on the phone. So their brand has been like tarnished slightly. And buying Pocket is going to give you the opportunity to say like, there's this service. It's maybe they're going to like put a little branding of Firefox in there. Like you're using the Firefox browser, and over a course of a period, that's going to be their main mobile push. And then you maybe use their privacy-minded uh, iOS browser because you're like Firefox is kind of cool. So I think it's going to be something that like brings users in. Um, do you know the number on how many people still use Pocket? Is it like like fifty million? A hundred million? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. Well, never mind then. So I yeah, guess I, I mean I guess just advertising could. I think that's know, daily active too. Firefox. Yeah. yeah, I I I didn't even think about advertising honestly. Well, I thought that's what your point was. I, I wouldn't say it was advertising. I would say it's more of like um, like just content marketing in a sense. Like they're using Pocket as a way to market Firefox to you. Yeah. So I mean, I mean that's fine. Like I just I don't think it'll be it'll be anything. Like I don't think anything big will come from it. No, um, I just think it, Mozilla is hoping it's going to save Firefox brand the browser, and mm-hmm. I don't think it will. Kind of uh, on a tangent with that, I feel like people really freaked out over like the rebranding of Mozilla, where they had like the colon slash slash in there. Like I thought it was really cool. Um, there I was did too. there was an article where they were like you know kind of telling people about the different logo styles that they were deciding on. Um, so they actually asked people which one they thought was, you know, would represent the brand the best. And that's the one they, they went with. So like, but then there was a huge backlash on it, which I, like, I don't understand, like from a, because Mozilla is like, it's open, it's nonprofit, and it's also kind of a very fun company. So like, it's not super professional, but it's not what Mozilla is anyway. So I don't know, it's just a small tangent, but I actually really love their their logo now. I really love their rebranding and I thought it was like this like clever ploy on like code and everything and what they do and I, I just thought it was like a really cool thing for them to do. Yeah. It's like how like how at Ninjality we have like the HTML symbol as our logo. Yeah, like you understand what it is, like it's kinda cheesy, but I thought it, I think it's cool. Like, even what we did is kind of cheesy, but I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, last, I don't know. Last... I think it's more, it's less less of a problem with Mozilla. I think a lot of just people kind of bash Mozilla because they consider it a large corporation. And it kind of is, but it's not a corporation in the sense of, you know, they are a nonprofit. They are, you know, kind of, they're, they're fairly, I don't know, they're, they don't have the same goals as a large corporation. So, I, don't know, I feel like true. people are bashing it for 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 reasons that really shouldn't be there. Well, Mozilla has always been privacy minded. They do not believe in like having like internet trackers, and they were like mm-hmm. one of the first browsers to push "do not track" onto everyone. Yeah, but the fact that like Firefox having it been as popular as it is, considering that you know Mozilla compared to like Chrome, which is you know. Uh, which is from Google, and they pushed so much advertising money into it. Like, they did a really good job with it. Yeah, like, 
there's no way you can compete against Chrome in most yeah. cases. Um, the last piece of news is um, the Pixel Phone by Google number two. Yeah, hype, 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 hype. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, like the news is going to come out because the LG G6 just came out. S8 has been like leaked. To, like we fucking know what the phone is already. Um, the iPhone 8 has like all these crazy rumors around it, and of course, Google's like, oh man. Let's go leak it to somebody. <laughs> well, with the LG G6, what, like, why, why, why didn't they do the? Why didn't they get the rights to the song from um, is it Far East Movement? Like, <laughs> oh no! Yeah, this, like this is such a bad like joke from Verge cast. And no, I, I was I was totally <laughs> for it. Like, I, I saw it coming. I they should have done it. I I would have it would have been so great to see like Far East Movement like just doing like these crazy like music videos and just have the giant ad for the G6. It would have been super great for LG to do it, and they totally missed an opportunity. But it's just a bad joke from the Verge cast that was <laughs> run for a whole year that I got tired of it. I was like, no more, no more Dieter, and no more Neil. I think like I think it would have been a good marketing plan. <laughs> you see the phone, like a nice render of the phone. You see, like a G six right next to it, like. It... And you, you see Far East movement. You're like, who are these guys? And why is there a plane in next to my phone? Why is this phone in the water? <laughs> but anyway, um, like I, I am excited about the Pixel two. I am upset that it's probably not going to be a budget phone, um, or, or in terms of like pricing specifically. Um, but nothing else was announced about it. I'm just excited that they haven't like forgotten about it. They are going to do a release probably around October, maybe November. Yeah, I, I'm a little disappointed. I didn't want a budget budget phone, but I would have taken a $600 Pixel too. Yeah, I'm probably going to buy one because I have the Nexus 6P and I like I upgrade every two years, like I've said in the past. So the other thing, um, do you think they might just release it at Google I.O. in the summer? I've thought about that, but then I'm like, Google I.O. has been pushed more towards a developer conference and less towards a consumer-facing, like, item. Yeah, that's true. I still want to think it would be awesome if they kind of just went back to their booths and be like, hey, Google Pixels for everyone, even though they're, like, $700. <laughs> Sorry, Google I don't know how to that yet. <laughs> Did you hear that? Yes. Uh, I don't think the listeners at home heard it, but... um. The Google, do you have Google Assistant yet? Um, it's on the Google Home. Okay, so Google Assistant just answered what Sonny was talking about. It was probably like Pixel phone. Yes, you can buy a Pixel. Here's <laughs> one right now. No, she didn't understand, but I said, hey, G word. And so it responded yeah. to that. Getting creepy. Yeah, I think that's, that's all the news, right? Yeah. Um, do you have anything else? Um, no, I don't think so. Okay, so till next week, um, we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, if you liked what we, we talked about here, or if you thought we were funny or interesting, uh, share us, and if you could subscribe to us on uh, whatever platform you are. We're, we upload all these to SoundCloud, so if you could like that, share it, whatever you do on SoundCloud, comment. And then on iTunes, look for us, subscribe, and then um, leave us a review. Tell us like what you think of the Pixel, or tell us what you think about 
um, the LG G6 and how they botched a uh, total like marketing scheme. They botched it. Um, and Reddit six name... stars. <laughs> six stars. My name is Leon Hitchens. That's Leon Hitchens on Twitter and Sunny. You are Sunny Singh IO on Twitter. Yep. On Facebook, you are the. Actually, I don't. I don't share my Facebook publicly. I was gonna think of something clever, funny to say. Now nah, uh... I couldn't think of any like people that have like a Facebook page that I can like remember off the top of my head. Um. So <laughs> now that that joke is just awkward, let's sit here in silence for a minute. And uh, that's it. So see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.